From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. I have a super stack show for you today, and I am so sorry for the absence, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. We've been having a lot of technical difficulties lately, and lately there has been a huge problem with the microphone, and the microphone is now gone. But we have new equipment coming, and we have new equipment on its way, but first, I thought, by any means necessary, I want to get back on the podcast. By any means necessary, I want to get back on here and talk to all my wrestling DeLorean passengers. So, please excuse the technical difficulties. Please excuse the buzzy sound of the open air because I'm recording this on my microphone on the uh, on the laptop. Because soon we will be having a new microphone. It is on its way. I don't want to stop. I don't want to wait until the microphone comes. So that's why I'm here with you guys today. So once again, thank you so much for all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Make sure you follow along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Today, we're going to talk about what we were supposed to talk about last week, which was the Passengers Pick episode, where we're talking all about all in 2018. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's cut the chit chat. Let's get into this super stack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your Wednesday routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Lately, there hasn't been no show on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and for that, I am sorry. Like I said, let me let me go more in depth. I, I mentioned it on the intro, but my podcast microphone broke, and I ordered a new one, and then it never came in the mail. So I had to get my money back and order yet another one, and now that one's on its way. So I apologize that this sounds... Not up to the quality that you're used to hearing on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast by me having to do this on my laptop microphone, the built-in microphone, but I didn't want to continue to put off shows waiting for a microphone. I wanted to be right here and talk to my Wrestling DeLorean passengers, and for the delay, for the lack of episodes, I want to apologize. This is episode 298. I'll be damned if I was going to postpone episode 300 anymore because it is a long time coming and I cannot wait to talk about episode 300. So please, for at least this episode and maybe the next episode, if you could just bear with me with the sound quality, I promise you we got the best quality mic on its way. I got a Shure mic that I've been, you know, let's just put it this way. When I started podcasting, I had a dream microphone and that's the microphone I ended up buying. So... 
Hopefully by the Friday episode, I will have a Shure microphone and I will make sure that it's going to be the last microphone I need and the quality of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast will be back up to the top notch that you expect. But enough about that. That was the reason why I was away. Let's let's talk about the reason why I'm here today. We're talking all about All In 2018. Now, when it was announced that AEW was going to be doing All In at Wembley, I definitely wanted to talk about the original All In. And the reason why I didn't just bring it up, because I wanted my fans to also have me talk about the All In show from 2018. And as fate would have it, when I put All In as one of the four options for the passenger's pick last week, it was chosen by my Wrestling DeLorean passengers that they also wanted me to talk about All In 2018. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate that. You have me talking about a show that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. Let's go back a little further in history. When the start of this podcast happened, when we first started this podcast, when we started the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast, me and my former co-host actually thought about reviewing this show before reviewing AEW. So, this, I would say, is four years in the making. Four years in the making, this review right here. So, thank you so much for joining today. Let's talk about All In 2018. Let's first talk about how this show came to be. And you cannot talk about how this show came to be without mentioning the popularity of of the elites in Ring of Honor and in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can't sleep on New Japan Pro Wrestling because it was the popularity of the Bullet Club and the elite that led to the mega stardom of some of these wrestlers, such as Cody Rhodes, such as the Young Bucks, such as Kenny Omega, in the United States. This led to New Japan Pro Wrestling doing shows in the United States, mostly in L.A., that were sold out. And who was always at the top of the card? Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. The 2017 to 2000 and I would say 18, the popularity of the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega skyrocketed to the point that they got merchandise in Hot Topic. Now, Hot Topic... They would occasionally have professional wrestling merchandise, but it was always with the WWE. This was the first time that non-WWE talent, due to their DIY attitude, was getting merchandise in Hot Topic. Big deal. Big, big deal. Ring of Honor was doing good shows, good uh, attendance figures off of the backs of the Bullet Club. So, when the question was raised by a fan on Twitter to Dave Meltzer, if Ring of Honor could sell out a 10,000-person seat arena, and Dave Meltzer said, not anytime soon, Cody Rhodes took that as a challenge. Cody Rhodes wrote back and responded to Dave Meltzer, saying, put me and the Young Bucks in charge of the card. Give me a few months to promote it, and we will sell out a 10,000-person seat arena. 
So the challenge was on. And it was announced at a press conference at Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks were going all in. And they were going to be running a show for the wrestlers, by the wrestlers, at the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois, on Labor Day weekend. Now, anybody who was a promoter would tell you how hard it is to sell tickets on Labor Day weekend. Anybody who's a promoter would tell you that that is a shot in the foot to start out by promoting it on Labor Day weekend. But when tickets went on sale, it took all but 30 minutes to sell out the Sears Center for all in. Because just like Cody and the Elite were all in on themselves, the fans of professional wrestling, the fans of independent professional wrestling were all in on an alternative from the WWE because they wanted something new, they wanted something fresh, and that is what this was providing. So, with that being said, it is official sellout crowd, Chicago, Illinois, September 1st, 2018, all in. Now, not only was it a sellout, they had to then book the card. And the card that we got was stacked with talent that have names around the wrestling industry in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact, but also talent that some of us were unfamiliar with. Talent that we are now talking about as household names that we've seen for the first time on a national platform on pay-per-view with All In. Those talents were the likes of Britt Baker. Never heard of her. First time I saw her, All In. Those talents were the likes of MJF. Never heard of him. First time I saw him wrestle, All In. But they needed some marquee matches. So, Cody Rhodes partnered up with the NWA. And it was made official that... Nick Aldis would put up his NWA World Championship against Cody Rhodes, the guy whose father won that title so many years ago. So we have a title match with lineage, let's say. Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. We had also a first-time-ever one-on-one dream match booked on the show as the IWGP champion Kenny Omega would wrestle Pentagon Jr. who at this time made a big name for himself on Lucha Underground and on Impact Wrestling. Former Lucha Underground champion, former Impact Wrestling champion. That wasn't enough. We needed Marty Skrull versus Okada. Getting a guy like Okada on the show was a big deal. But that wasn't enough. The main event was set. We were going to have a trios match 
of legendary proportions because of the legendary names in it. It was the team of the Golden Elite. The Young Bucks teaming up with Kota Ibushi to go up against Ray Phoenix, Bandito, and the legendary Ray Mysterio Jr. This card was stacked. And it definitely delivered. So when we come back from this commercial break, we'll be talking about how All In 2018 played out. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into the show. All in 2018. Show started with MJF. Like I said, at the time, a virtual unknown going against a legend on the indie circuit, Matt Cross, a.k.a. M-Dog 20. I was an M-Dog 20 fan from Wrestling Society X days. Really cool to see him here. For those who were familiar with Lucha Underground, this was the former Son of Havoc. Son of Havoc versus MJF. Very fun matchup. MJF definitely showing signs of who he was going to become in the coming years. Playing the heel. In the end, hometown boy Matt Cross gets the victory. Really cool, 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 cool matchup. And awesome to see. First of all, the vibe was electric. And also, I don't want to, you know, not recognize the production team of Ring of Honor. Definitely helping out here because... This was mainly off of the backs of the Ring of Honor production team, as well as the commentary team, which had the legendary Excalibur, 
which had the booker of the time of Impact Wrestling, Don Callis, and which had the voice of Ring of Honor, Ian Riccoboni. Very, very cool commentary team. The crowd was electric, sold out crowd. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Really good matchup to open up the show. Second match of the show, we had Stephen Amell, the actor. A man who, at the time, only had two other wrestling matches. The man who played Oliver Queen in the show Arrow. I love Arrow, so I was definitely into this. I was also into his wrestling matches when he teamed up with Neville to go against Wade Barrett and Stardust back in SummerSlam of 2000, I believe, of like 13, 14. But really cool to see Stephen Amell here. He goes against the legendary Christopher Daniels. And this was no ordinary... Celebrity coming in to get, you know, the shine off of a wrestler. This was a matchup that you would see of the likes of what we see now with celebrities like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul. Stephen Amell came with his working boots on because the man was doing things that I did not expect from a celebrity. He, he was taking dives to the outside through tables. He was jumping from the top rope. And he definitely looked like he was you know, well-trained. I think that it gave him the wrestling bug because Stephen Amell now is the star of the show Heels on Stars, which is a professional wrestling-esque style show. But Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels was also a really good matchup. Christopher Daniels gets the victory here, by the way. Next up, we have a four-way matchup for the women, and it is a matchup between four women who were... Definitely making a name for themselves. Also, four women who were also in a relationship with famous professional wrestlers. We have Britt Baker, who, like I said, this is the first time I ever seen her. She obviously is the girlfriend of Adam Cole. Going against Tessa Blanchard, who at the time was with Daga. And I think, actually at the time, this time, I think she was actually with Ricochet. But Tessa Blanchard was a part of this matchup. Madison Rain. And Chelsea Green. Really cool moment to see Tessa Blanchard come out with her father, Tully Blanchard, and her stepfather, the legendary Magnum TA. And I don't want to talk too much about the negativity. But I'm going to just say Tessa Blanchard won the matchup. And rewatching this matchup back definitely reminded me of how Tessa Blanchard was set up to be. A huge star. The first ever women's Impact Wrestling World Champion. Tessa Blanchard had it all. And it's a shame that she did what she did. And basically destroyed her career. But moving on, we have the NWA Championship matchup. A matchup that could have easily made events of the show. A matchup between Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes. This had a huge big fight feel. This matchup felt like it was a legendary battle between two stars who were ready to carry the torch of the NWA to the future. We had the fight team of Cody Rhodes come out with Cody Rhodes. Not only did he have Pharaoh, his dog, not only did he have Brandy Rhodes by his side, but... He was accompanied by Glacier, Tommy Dreamer, and Diamond Dallas Page. Huge ovation. Big, you know, thank you, Cody Chance. He was part of the reason why this whole show is even happening. Nick Aldis also came out with a fight camp. 
Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Sean Davari, Tim Storm, former NWA champion. So definitely this felt like a big fight feel. And this match had it all. It had the drama. It had the back and forth. It had the blood. Of course, you knew Cody had to bleed. That's what Cody does. Cody bleeds. This was a very good matchup. And in the end, we had such an awesome, awesome moment with Cody Rhodes becoming the NWA champion. Cody Rhodes being the man who put this show together. Cody Rhodes being the son of former NWA champion, the legendary American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Awesome moment to see Cody Rhodes win this matchup. Later on in the show, we had a ladder match between Joey Janela and the hangman Adam Page. This was a crazy matchup. A lot of crazy bumps in this match. It finished when Hangman Adam Page hit the dead eye from the top of a ladder through a table onto Joey Janela. Not going to talk about what happened afterwards. I feel like for a lot of the people that are on this card, we have to. It's a little weird to talk about them knowing how the speaking out movement played out. Um, but, you know, so I'm not going to really talk about the Joey Ryan shit, but. It's hard to not talk about the Marty Skrull and Okada match, being that that matchup played such a huge part of this show. Marty Skrull and Kazuchika Okada was a great matchup. I will never get tired of seeing Kazuchika Okada. Okada is obviously one of the best wrestlers in the world. It was really cool that he would do this show. This was not a New Japan show. This was not a Ring of Honor show. This was a show that was put together, like I said, by the wrestlers for the wrestlers. Okada being a good friend of the Young Bucks, being a part of the show was a big deal. Marty Skrull, a guy who is a lot smaller than Okada, showing that he could hang with bigger talent. In the end, Okada gets the victory, beating Marty Skrull. Like I said, don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. Marty Skrull, yet another talented, talented, talented wrestler who... You know, if things played out differently, would have been, I'm sure, on TV with AEW right now. But we're not going to talk about all that. But we are going to be talking about Pentagon Jr. versus Kenny Omega. This, at the time, was a dream matchup. Kenny Omega just came off of his victory of Okada to become the IWGP champion for the very first time. And Pentagon, like I said earlier, coming off of a... Amazing run in Lucha Underground, coming off of a good run in Impact Wrestling where he won the Impact Champion on his first night with the company. This was a very good matchup, got a lot of time, and these two definitely got to show what they're capable of. In the end, it was Kenny Omega who picked up the victory with the one-wing angel. Now, Kenny Omega won, lights go out, lights go back on, Pentagon's still in the ring. But it was not Pentagon Jr. himself. It wasn't the man under the mask. Because Pentagon Jr., quote-unquote, took out Omega, then unmasks to be Chris Jericho. This was to build up to Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega's matchup on the Jericho Cruise, where, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this right, it was Chris Jericho teaming up with the Young Bucks. Their team name was Y2 Jericho, or what was it? It was the Bucks... Of Jericho or Y2 Jericho. They went against the team of Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, and Cody Rhodes. That was on the Jericho crew. So this was building up to yet another mega show, but for Chris Jericho. But it was an awesome moment to see Chris Jericho because before this, before he was in AEW, 
before he was making a name outside of the WWE, he promised that he would never wrestle for another show that was not the WWE in North America. It was something separate when he went to New Japan Pro Wrestling to go against Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, but he did say he would never wrestle and compete with Vince McMahon. He would never wrestle for a show on North America grounds outside of the WWE. So for him to show up here at All In was definitely a legendary moment, and the crowd thought so as well because the crowd went apeshit for the appearance of the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Let's talk about the main event. Now, unfortunately, due to them being restricted to the three-hour pay-per-view time slot, a natural broadcast pay-per-view, which means that if they go over three hours, the pay-per-view stream will be cut off. The main event was a bit rushed, but it was still a really fun, high-spot match nonetheless. First of all, to see Rey Mysterio in this matchup was awesome. This was right before Rey Mysterio returned to the WWE at the Royal Rumble. Rey Mysterio rocking the Wolverine gear was fucking dope. But to see Rey Mysterio teaming up with the luchadors of today, the Rey Phoenixes of the world and the Banditos of the world, to go against the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi, another guy who was awesome to see in the U.S., this was so cool, really good matchup. A lot of high spots, like I said, but some of the interactions between Kota Ibushi and Rey Mysterio were definitely holy shit moments. Definitely it was a holy shit moment for these two to be even sharing the same ring. But like I said, the matchup was rushed, but in the end, the Golden Elite pick up the victory when they hit a Melter Driver onto Bandito. Very good matchup. The show goes off air with the Elite standing tall, but the real story happened afterwards. Now, this was a legendary show, but there was a man in attendance that saw this and thought, you know what, this should be a promotion, this should be a full-time promotion, and it just so happened at the end of the year, at 2018, in December, at the end of the year, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody Rhodes were all free agents. That man was Tony Khan. And that company he created is AEW. Which leads us to 2023. Five years later. We are gearing up for yet another all-in at Wembley Stadium in the UK. And I just gotta say, with 70,000 plus tickets sold, it is crazy to think that it took one person who just tweeted out to Dave Meltzer. Do you think anybody could sell a 10,000 seat arena? And Dave Meltzer said, not anytime soon. That spirit that came from that one tweet, that challenge made, is what we have today and what sold out 70 thousand plus tickets dave Meltzer, eat your heart out ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining today for the wrestling delorean podcast i appreciate it like i said thank you for keeping up with the mic issues we will be having a new mic very soon and the sound quality will be pristine like you are used to and even better because i got a better mic than i had so i'm excited ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining if you don't already follow along on instagram at wrestling delorean pod follow along on tiktok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. I'm Mike De Niro. I love you all. Thank you so much. One love. Peace out, y'all.
tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let it drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done Fuck with De Niro, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing them something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook.